yin yang stuff. I like mm-hmm. I like I mean that's a good just in general, I mean there's good and bad, right? And then within some good there's bad and within some bad there's good. Right? There's always there's just kind of a lot of that. And um we need to have somebody on here that knows a a lot about um I guess you'd say like Chinese medicine. Because some of the stuff they share within Chinese medicine is pretty amazing, and sound, you know, when you're when you haven't never heard it before, it sounds like a bunch of hooey. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, I don't know about that. That sounds crazy. But like some of the stuff they talk about, you know, if you have like pain in your knee or your elbow, or they talk about there being too much fire in your body, which other people may say like your body may be inflamed. You might have inflammation. Um, but they just have different ways of kind of describing stuff. And I guess if, if most of us are being like reasonable or rational and you can kind of say, yeah, like my life is pretty intense. And of course this hurts because I'm pushing myself on these exercises, but not only are you pushing yourself on, you know, in whatever endeavor it is that you're pursuing, but you're also kind of like white knuckling some other parts of your life without even sometimes even recognizing it. You know, oh. you're pretty chill. I'm pretty chill. But we're also after a lot, you know, so there's like a lot of our on our mind. So we can kind of pretend that we're cool as a pickle <laughs> as much as we want, but uh, we're really not. We're really kind of on fire all the time. Yeah. No, you know, the int- interesting thing is like I, I dig the yin yang thing so much because it's like it, there does have to be an opposite to that. But for example, as dudes, there's this idea that. <laughs> Especially, I guess, within fitness and physical culture, there's all this, like, you got to go as hard as possible. You know, there's this idea of, um, there's a stereotypical masculine, and there's this idea of being as masculine as possible. And when, when, you, when you even think of that word, you have a, an archetype that comes to mind, like a hard dude. <laughs> Hard, no sleep. Um, you, you know Stay what I mean. Hard. <laughs> Stay hard. Stay mm-hmm. hard. Kind of, kind of Goggins like. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, but I think there is benefit. You know what? And I'm, I'm gonna get flamed for this, but there's benefit of almost taking on some somewhat feminine ideals. Feminine, right? And it's not like being a little bit, not even being softer, but just being in tune with some of those things. That doesn't mean you're not masculine. That doesn't mean you don't go after your shit. That doesn't mean you don't go hard or work hard. But that means that when it comes to, I don't know, things with dealing with other people, you know when you need to be less mm-hmm. hard. You know when you need to soften up so you can communicate with people in a certain way. Maybe it's way. with a child. Maybe it's with, exactly. Right? Maybe it's with a child. And you don't need to. <laughs> uh-huh, right? I, I talk to certain people in my life very differently. I don't talk to them the way I talk to you or whatever. You know, I don't talk to women the same way I'll talk to the dudes I know. And, and You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there is a benefit in evening that shit out. I agree. But I do think that there's a mass, like there's necessity to push more masculine thoughts out there and ideas because there does seem to be within a lot of media, a lot of things that want to somewhat soften men up too much. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a big thing. That's yeah. That, that like that's being messaged a lot. And although that is good, you sh- there's not, there's, there's nothing bad about being masculine in right. that sense of the word, not physically either. I'm talking about, you know, the way you go about things. There's nothing wrong with that. I think most people would agree too that they find it attractive for uh, sometimes a male to 
have some feminine characteristics to them. And, and again, these are stereotypical things, so I'm not trying to get myself in trouble with any of this. Um, and then also, I think men find it attractive a lot of times when women have some male uh, attributes to them. Like maybe they're more assertive in a particular thing. And again, um, you know, everyone has their own taste and their own flavor of, of the things that they like and enjoy and stuff like that. But I think... And Seema is automatically thinking of somebody putting on a strap on. <laughs> Just taking it. That's so good. <laughs> no, nah, bro, no. Nah. No, nah, I was laughing at what you said because, dude, nah, seriously. With the woman that I tend to date. Pegging. Um, <laughs> pegging. I was trying to think of it. What's it is? Ah, bro, no, I ain't trying to get pegged. Um maybe no i'm joking it's on a joke bir- not, on your birthday on I mean, my birthday yeah. maybe. is it so wrong we have yeah. stuff up there not trying but if it happens if it happens <clears throat> if mysteriously it just goes up my butthole what am i supposed to do about <laughs> it, <laughs> if it yeah or if it becomes a trend i mean you know, <laughs> i could just follow along with everybody else doing <laughs> always down to try something five times <laughs> <laughs> no I was, I was gonna say like Man, I find to find myself like the woman that I tend to be attracted to and that I end up talking to are a woman that like they uh they're not submissive. Like <laughs> they they tend to they don't they're kind just of a, aggressive maybe and somewhat aggressive proactive. Proactive. They don't agree they don't agree with me on all like I I really don't like it when like when I end up talking to someone who's kind of like a yes person. That really just like makes me turn the other way. I really don't like it. Jordan Peterson talks about that a lot. How a lot of men are are not agreeable. Yeah, right. And a lot of a lot of women might be a little bit more agreeable. That's true. They can kind of like see your side better, or uh, at least meet halfway. And a lot of a lot of men are like a little like kind of stubborn and kind of locked into some of their principles or beliefs. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. It's not like I I want a disagree. I want like. I want a disagreeable woman. Like I, I'm, you I'm, want a conversation, probably a conversation. Like an See, individual. This is why you and I are meant to be together, right? I can feel you. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I mean, I don't know why. Like we're just fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Here we have a delivery. Wow, that's really good. Holy yeah, shit! Just, All right. Yeah, you can just deliver yeah. it. Or... Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah we would have not been able we to do been able anything to. Oh, close to that. Thank you. Oh, but oh, she also oh. ruined John Cena. Oh, John Cena. Cena. What did she... oh, I'll take that pen, too. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> Thank oh, you, Kelly. Wow. Thank you. Dude, how did she do that? Holy shit. It's, wow. 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 She like ran out of squares and had to like start at the top. A man, I, a man could never do this. No, I would just would have been like, sorry, guys, you don't have 31. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, not even what I was thinking of. Planning this. There's some severe differences between men and women. It's quite obvious. There are, and that is a good thing. Yeah, we, we should embrace our differences. We would have messed this up. As simple as this is, we mm-hmm. would have messed it up. Yeah, what is it, though? It's a calendar. So this is January's, and uh, in January we got 31 days. So for those that are just listening to the audio, uh, we just have, a, 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 I guess, a, a board that has a uh, that looks like a calendar. It looks like 31 days. And I'm just going to show you something that uh, you can do in the coming year. Because I know people have goals. And I know it's always like uh, there's one side that's always like you should always have goals and you should always be fired up to do them and you shouldn't wait till the new year to like mm-hmm. set these uh, things in, into place. But I think it kind of is good to kind of view the new year as a little bit of a fresh start. Maybe there's some habits that you want to kick that weren't great in the previous year. Mm -hmm. 
And maybe if it's not even like a bad habit, good habit thing, maybe there's just new things that you want to get into and explore and do more of. So anyway, for, um, you know, from a fitness perspective, we're going to kind of lay out some groundwork on some things that you can do. I'm going to leave the calendar out of the way just for a little bit. Uh, and we'll utilize that as a demonstration kind of later on. But yeah, we're just going to get in some conversation on maybe maybe five, maybe 10 things that you can do um, on a daily basis to kind of help improve yourself from a fitness standpoint, from a mindfulness standpoint, um, and just how you can kind of work on feeling a little bit better every day. Absolutely. Uh, one really crazy thing is, you know, people, when they start the new year, and every New Year's resolutions are a good thing because maybe you had resolutions in the last year. Some things you followed through with, some things you fell off of, but it's it's there's this thing where some people are like, oh yeah, there's no reason to start a resolution or whatever. But yeah, you know, you should, you should see what can you improve upon on this year. But there's a lot of reasons why people end up quitting in terms of their New Year's resolutions too soon. Sometimes it's because they go too hard, too fast, and then they burn out. Um, But I think what we're going to be able to outline here is a way to organize things so that you don't end up quitting 15 days into whatever type of resolutions you've been trying to start. I think being specific about what it is that you're that you would like to do, I think, is really important. Um, you'll hear sometimes people say, "How are you supposed to hit a target that you don't have?" Um, I've hear, I've heard it explained some other ways. This one guy was uh, who was a speaker. He was talking about the greatest archer uh, in the history of the world, and talking about how amazing this guy is, how he could hit these targets like crazy, and he's like we could take anybody and that guy can be beaten really easy. All we have to do is blindfold him, Hmm. you know, and turn him around. Not, and now he has no direction, no sense of direction. I mean, spin him around a couple of times, got no sense of direction and he can't see. So he he can't see a target that you can't hit Mm -hmm. and how are you supposed to even have direction to take steps in the right way uh, without having some sort of target. So, you know, I don't think you have to be like insanely organized and I don't think you have to, be soup like don't get yourself all concerned or worried if you're not the kind of person that likes to write things down or you don't journal currently don't make it into a thing that's going to be an extra hurdle to where you never write anything down mm-hmm. but maybe get yourself to a point where you're like I'm just I just want to write down I'm just going to go write down three things that I'd like to do in the new year and then I'm going to write down maybe three things that can help get me there yeah that seems pretty simple sounds reasonable Maybe you don't like to write and maybe you just want to put it into your phone. Maybe you don't want to even put it into your notes in your phone because maybe that's just something you don't want to do. Maybe you can just record it on your voice memo in your phone. Like there's got to be some sort of way. And I would say that like if you feel so deterred from doing any of that, then it might just be that much more difficult for you to ever reach a goal that you really don't have. You just said something. (laughs) I sent Andrew this video. Okay, I just sent him to right now, and I, I want to see if he can pull up. But what you just mentioned right there, I saw this video yesterday, and this guy on TikTok, his name is Josh Terry. And Josh is extremely skilled at taking these concepts that we all think about, but voicing them in a very just like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Andrew, do you think you're going to be able to pull yep, up that video? I'm pulling it up right now, just getting the audio levels. Mm-hmm. Check this out, All Mark. that fun stuff. You're going to like this. Josh just had a uh, Robert Green of 48 Laws of Power on his podcast mm. and all those books. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get him to. But this guy, his content's really fucking good. But listen to this. Let's see here. The bias. 
For every successful person on stage telling their story and inspiring everyone to go hard and never give up, Think there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who took see, that advice and went hard and never gave up on the wrong thing and Come lived on. a life of misery. I believe the self-development world has massive survivorship bias. For every successful person on stage telling their story and inspiring everyone to go hard and never give up, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who took that advice and went hard and never gave up on the wrong thing and lived a life of misery and failure. Doing stuff is difficult, and you're stupid and untalented at most things. Yes, you can get better, and yes, you have to try really hard and sometimes be persistent. But there are many people who are more than willing to burn up like a comet and give up everything they are to achieve their dreams. And it's so easy to take that advice of persistence, be willing to commit to it, work hard on something you're ill-equipped to do using the wrong strategy, and wake up 50 years later realizing you've done nothing but drain yourself of energy and inspiration. Sometimes you need to give up to make your dreams come true. So that, I believe the self-development world. That was a good one. But that was actually the wrong one. Not talking about the thing that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I good just job. sent the right one to Andrew. Although this was cool. Yeah. I just sent the right one to Andrew. Can you email it? Can I email it? Yeah, it makes it so much easier. I'd like to elaborate on this. Yeah, to elaborate on myself. Because uh, this is something we just talked about on Saturday school thing. But basically, you know, having a, um, having a skill set is going to be the thing that is going to be able to get you to That's where massive. you, to get you to where you want to be. Like if you, um, you know, you're, you're diving in and trying to have all these hopes and dreams of doing something in particular that you feel is like your calling or something that you think you really want to do. Well, the only way to really get it done is to have a skill set backing it mm-hmm. because how are you ever supposed to really, truly, you can say that you believe in yourself and you can say that you believe this stuff. You believe that you're going to lose weight, but if you don't ever have a skill set in developing some sort of understanding that while you're dieting, you're going to be hungry and then you have to develop a skill set on what are you going to do? How are you going to cope with the stress of being hungry? Mm-hmm. Are you going to stress the same old way you always have? If you're, if, going to, you want- if you're going to deal with it the same way you always have, you're always going to be in the same spot. But if you try some intermittent fasting, you just understand in general that you're going to be hungry when you diet, whether you're doing a bodybuilding diet, a keto diet. doesn't matter the diet of choice that you chose you're going to be hungry. You'll also know when you're heavy that you're still going through some bouts of hunger throughout the day. So rather than you know, thinking that you're going to be in this constant, um, that you have to always address hunger with the coping mechanism of eating food or drinking alcohol or feeling overly stressed, it's much easier just to buddy up with hunger and have that be a skill set that you can walk around hungry mm-hmm. and be unmoved by it. Absolutely. And the big aspect of that is the adaptation aspect of things. For example, as mentioned in that video, if you keep doing the same thing and you keep trying and you go over and over, it might not end up being successful for you if you don't add new things to the mix. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the bodybuilder who wants to be a pro bodybuilder, right? Um, and they're just going, 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 but they're not, you know, there, there are certain things that they just don't have and they just, crash and burn. The same thing with the dieting. Like we picked up fasting and that was one thing that helped us to change everything we've been doing and benefit from becoming friends with hunger. But if we just kept going with our same dieting protocols and never adapted or adjusted by adding in fasting, you'd still be doing the same things you were doing before and it would be a little bit harder for you. I would still be eating multiple meals a day and it would be a little bit harder than me. I probably wouldn't be as lean as I am now. But we kept trying new things, adapting those things into what we're doing. And that brought us to where we are now. So you got to add some shit in. You got to let try some things, see how they work. Um, and as far as fasting, if you guys haven't listened to that Thomas DeLauer episode we had, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you need to go listen to it now. 
I got that other video ready. Got that other. Okay. If this. you want above average results, you don't get to do average things. If you want to be able to concentrate all day long on difficult tasks, you don't get to think meditation is for weirdos because now you're a weirdo. And meditation is a tool for weirdos that want to concentrate. If you don't want to look like everybody else, you don't get to eat like everybody else. If you want to wake up in the morning and kill it at what you're doing, you don't get to stay up every night binging Netflix. Yes, normal people do it all the time, but normal people wake up tired and sluggish or wired and ineffective. A lot of folks that want above average results feel resentment because they see their friends doing unhealthy things they'd like to do and their friends seem fine. But life is unfair and unhealthy things affect us all differently. And it's likely that your friends aren't trying to get the same above average results or you can't see the price they pay for their unhealthy behaviors. The unhealthy activities you enjoy that you give up are sacrifices. Letting go of normal things that aren't good for you is the price of excellence. If you want... That's dope. Yeah, dude. I think there's a couple things in there that are like <clears throat> one thing where I maybe disagreed with some of that is I would just not really have my concern wrapped up in being judgmental towards the way that somebody else feels and the way that somebody else lives their life. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you might know a friend that consistently talks about this thing that they want to do and they may never do it, um, but we don't truthfully know how they feel. Like they might feel pretty good. They might have a pretty damn good life, but they just they never took that uh risk to open up that um that coffee shop that they always wanted to do yeah. or something like that. And so I think it's easy for us, especially people that feel like we're uh you feel like you're achieving a lot mm -hmm. and it's easy for us to kind of pass it off on other people and say, Man, they must be like they must really ha have a hard time. They must really struggle with life. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, even those that achieve a lot very rarely have enough or, of what it is that they want. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think on both sides, there's suffering going on on both sides. But I do agree with a lot of what you said there. And I get what you're saying there. Like, it's not, it wouldn't be ideal. You shouldn't be judgmental towards people who, let's say that. You know, let's say that there, there is a lot of things that they're trying to work on, but they're just, they don't have the right habits for it, right? You shouldn't be judgmental. But if you find yourself in the, sh if you're like, you know, you're trying to make some changes this new year, you're trying to get in better shape, you're trying to work on a bunch of things that you weren't able to work on this year. And it year, ain't working. And it ain't working. But also, let's say that some of the people closest to you, um, they don't have good habits as far as those things are concerned. Mm -hmm. This is where this really does come into play because I know so many people who the people that they're around don't reflect the place that they want to be, mm. right? The people that they're around aren't doing things like the people that they want to be like, right? So you might have to drop some of those habits. And when you're trying to drop some of those habits, when you're trying not to drink every weekend, when you're trying not to party every weekend, when you're trying not to stay up late with your partner watching shows like you guys used to, it might feel like a big sacrifice because mm. that is where you used to be. But continuing to do those habits, even though they're, you miss it, it's super fun, et cetera, continuing to do those things, it's probably not going to allow you to get the results you're looking for. So you're going to have to sacrifice right now to get to that spot. It's just, it's just something you have to do. It doesn't mean you drop those people, mm. but there's going to be less time spent doing those things and there's probably going to be less time spent with those people and that is quite literally the price you have to pay to get to that spot that you want to be at. Instant gratification isn't really that hard to abstain from until it's waved around in your face kind of like over and over again and then you, you're around other people yeah. that are engaging in instant gratification and then you just really feel like you're really missing out. 
you know, and it's like, uh, again, as much as you don't want to be judgmental, you kind of can't, you almost feel like you can't help, but almost feel like that you're being a better person or doing something better than what they're doing because they're drinking and you're waking up in the morning and running. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 it's a weird place to get to, but ultimately you'll have to push off instant gratification. Like I think that pushing off instant gratification is a really awesome way for people to be really, really happy because if you, if you can make something of yourself and I don't mean make something of yourself in the eyes of everyone else. I just mean for yourself, you feel a little bit stronger because you've been exercising. You feel a little bit healthier because you've been making better food choices. Uh, maybe you lost a little bit of weight. Well, now you feel a little bit more confident in yourself. You feel a little bit better about yourself but it's hard to have any of those types of feelings. They can't really even be authentic because they're not coming from, they're not coming from deep down within you. They're not coming from like, uh, they're not coming from like your gut because you haven't really taken the steps yet to do the things that you've been talking about for so long. And you know that. And so when you say things, you're, they're not as powerful or as strong uh, as they would be had you developed and turned into the person that you want. Listening to someone like a David Goggins Mm -hmm. who is shouting, he's so like misunderstood sometimes the point where I've been turned off by his stuff. I think you've been, I think anyone who's ever listened. You helped me get turned on by his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's, it's because he's just in a different place and it's a different moment in his life. And he, he, for him personally, it appears that he had to kill, like literally kill all those old feelings, all those old thoughts. And they're still there because he'll say, I wake up and I'm looking at my shoes for 30 minutes before I go on my run. He kind of mm-hmm. still will dread it and he'll still have to uh, kind of talk himself into it. And it's gonna, the process of all that is going to be different for every single person. But trust me, it, it, without even ever meeting David Goggins in person, I know that that's coming from an authentic spot because he's put himself through some stuff that has allowed him to feel super confident in himself. And you don't have to kill yourself to that level, probably just to feel better about yourself, but you do have to push yourself a little bit further and to be a little bit more uncomfortable than you used to be. I want to address something that you mentioned, man, the uh, FOMO aspect of things, the fear of missing out. When you said that, that gave me flashbacks to somebody I knew. And every time that they would try to, and I know a few other people like this, every time they would try and have an intention of doing something for themselves or, or working on their health, working on their fitness, working on the other things, they would try it for a little bit, but then they would see Instagram stories of what their friends were doing. Mm. And that fear of missing out had them dive right back into the bad habits. It was like clockwork. A week good weekend right back, been then bad for a few weeks, right? Week good, then right back. Because of that FOMO, because they're being dragged back into those bad habits. And it's like, it's what you pay attention to. You know what I mean? Like, for example, David Coggins, right? All of my feeds on all of my social media is literally filled with stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, with all that type of, that's what's constantly coming in. So when I see something, it's like, I don't, I don't have FOMO of any, like, uh, I guess I've been in this for so long anyway, in terms of this lifestyle that 
that's far gone, but it doesn't even have a chance to permeate my existence mm-hmm. because I don't allow it to. That's why a lot of this stuff is easier. And I'd assume it's the same for you. You know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of friends. But with the stuff that's continuing to come into you through your feeds, through everything, you're pro- and you too, Andrew, both of you guys probably aren't getting this input that's making you miss out on anything that old friends were doing or anything that would drag you back into bad habits because you've insulated yourself. Yeah, it was helpful for me, first of all, to not have Instagram on my phone. I'll still pop it on here and there, but um, I find myself that I can still get sucked in just like anybody else and still have too much like junk uh, that I'm consuming. It's like uh, junk thoughts rather than like junk food, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's called the feed for a reason. Like once you eat something, you know, like it's it becomes kind of part of you. Yeah. Once you see something, you can't really unsee it no matter what you do. And it might not be anything negative, but you may have interpreted it as something negative or you may have interpreted it as something you're missing out on. Most of the stuff that I have FOMO about, I would say would be more positive stuff. Yeah. Like I do see David Goggins running and I'm like, fuck man, I like, I gotta go, I gotta go do my shit today too. Or I might be like, I, I didn't. Damn it! I didn't quite, I didn't quite get it the way I needed to get it today. Like I better, I better bring it tomorrow and and uh, and just have a be- have a stronger workout. So it's a lot of stuff like that. Even seeing uh, Josh Setledge every morning. Oh my god! Getting after it, stretching, doing all these exercises, um, and just having a lot of friends that are uh, Rob and Dana Lynn Bailey and Bart and Geo and like they're with Bart. It's really he's got like the coolest Instagram ever because you're seeing a lot of great family interaction. Yeah. Plus he's funny as hell. So he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. Then he's in the gym. Then he's like, you know, doing martial arts. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy is an absolute beast. So most of the stuff I see is more like, oh shit, like I, I want to do that. Or sometimes it's just like, oh, I wish I was kicking it with that person for today. Yeah. I was wondering if you're going to say anything about a private jet, but nah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like FOMO, like, I wish I had a jet. Oh yeah. Like- no, sometimes. I mean, I just <laughs> mentioned it on the last show. It's funny that you brought it up because, uh, No, I I do see like that because I have friends that have like some crazy shit, you know, but I have learned, you know, seeing like uh, Grant Cardone or, or, or Andy Frisella or some of these people that have really, really cool things. I have learned that I can just acquire those things if I just set myself up for it, you know, Um, maybe, you know, and, and another thing is just part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. And that ain't me. I'm not them. They're not me. Um, my life situation is different than theirs. And so there's kind of a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of cool things. I always think of like Rob Bailey because I think like Rob Bailey's a rock star. Like that's fucking awesome. Like he actually, he actually is a musician Mm. and he actually, and he, but he knows how to, he knows how to film. He knows how to do photos. He knows how to edit. He knows how to run a business. Like he just, it's wild the amount of shit that that guy knows how to do. He's a pilot. He has a helicopter. I mean, it's just, Damn. yeah, I know. I know. Right. <laughs> so it's like, and, but Bart is the same way. Like Bart is a former Marine and he's like, he's just a total savage, you know? So it's easy sometimes to look at what these people can do and how they're able to do it. And to not only have FOMO, but to just flat out be kind of jealous of it. But also it's like, I don't want to be in the fucking Marine Corps. So fuck that. Like, I don't want any, I don't want any part of that. 
And I don't want the different problems that Rob Bailey may have. I don't want the different problems that Bart has. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with my own situation and my own problems that I got going on. And so while it is enticing sometimes to see those things, I'm like, those don't fall in line with some of my current goals and some of the things I'm working on. But even when you use the term jealousy, like for example, all right, Marine Corps, yeah, I'm I'm cool without that. Like I'm I'm great without that. But there is a positive form of jealousy mm. when it does come to your feed. Um, a lot of people, when they think about jealousy, they think about like seeing something somebody else has or some achievement, being jealous of it, and it's a negative thing, like being oh, mad fuck them. Yeah. Or, yeah, like they only got this because of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But there is a positive aspect of jealousy when you see something that somebody's doing or you see something that they've been able to achieve, and you're just like, oh shit, that's dope. Fuck. How do I do that? Like, then you start like trying to figure out how the fuck they got there and what they're doing, and oh, okay, I can do that, or I can use that, or I can use an aspect of that, right? Um, so it's like you can use, the, you know, that again. But you see, that's the way your feed's set up. Mm-hmm. Your feed's set up with all these really dope, really successful right. individuals, um, and that's what you're seeing. Even though you're super successful yourself, but you're seeing all that, and you're probably your brain's probably like, oh. Well, if you wanted that, this is how you do it. If you wanted this, this is how you do it. It's not like, oh, fuck them, and oh, I wish I was nothing like that. It's yeah, it makes, me, it makes me ask more questions rather than yeah. make a statement. You know, if you make a statement, it shuts your mind off. If you ask a question, it opens your mind up to some possibilities. So rather than saying, uh, you know, that you saw somebody with a plane and or a private jet, and you're like, Oh man, that guy only has a private jet because he blew up on YouTube or something, right? <laughs> and and he did it because he's in a different thing. And I'm in powerlifting, and no one cares about it. I can be mad about it that way. Yeah. But a better thing is to think about, you know, holy shit! Like the fucking guy has a private jet. Like that must be really cool experience. I wonder how that kind of works. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, even what a private jet costs. Maybe it maybe it doesn't cost nearly as much as I think. Maybe it costs way more than I think. Like maybe I should look it up. And that's when you can like Google stuff and YouTube stuff, and you can figure these things out. There's there's so many people that have reached some of those levels of success that, yeah, I guess it's fair to say that maybe you'll never reach that, or maybe I may never reach some of that but I could still strive for it. I could mm-hmm. still learn about it and I could still be in a better spot uh, tomorrow than I am in currently. Mm-hmm. When it came to like FOMO and all that stuff, I just had to ask myself if I even really gave a shit. Cause when you were saying like with like, like I don't want to be in, like a Marine, like fuck that. Like that's mm-hmm. really hard. That's really not as you know worth it. Um, for me, I remember um, when I started working out and I started, you know, going to bed early, waking up early, I had seen that a uh, buddy of mine I went to high school with that I still kept in touch with, like was on a, um, uh, like they went on a bachelor party trip or whatever. And like, I wasn't invited. And I remember I was like, Oh, the f- that's fucked up. Like, how come I didn't get invited? And then I'm like, would I even go? I'm like, no, I wouldn't go. I'm like, why am I even upset? I'm like, that's stupid. So that's, that was like a big like turning point for me. It clicked in my head. Yeah. Cause I was like, yeah, no, my, I'd rather go to the gym and not feel like shit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely more important for me, bro. That reminds me, uh, my birthday is September 7th and my homie Eric has the birthday, his birthday, is September 8th or 9th. I'm sorry, homie. I'm not listening. So it doesn't even fucking matter. You're not listening. Um, we're, we're not in his feed. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so the group, they wanted to, to, they did take a trip to Florida. Right. And they're like, we were going to do all that. But I was like, ah, 
Yo, I think I'm too tired. <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't know, I'm too tired. Because they went to Florida, they 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 got some jet skis and they did some shit and they went to some clubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just stay home because that's just too tiring for me. Yeah, like, yeah. Even though I know they had a lot of fun, which is cool, I knew that if I was there more so, I'd be like, damn, I wish I was at home working out, going to sleep, reading some shit. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just, that's the difference of where I am currently. Mm-hmm. But it was still cool that they went and they did that. I just wasn't missing out on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, think, I get what you mean. Yeah, I think it's it's hard you know, when you see people doing all these different things. But our main point in bringing it up is just the fact that don't allow some of this stuff to deter you from what it is that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget how powerful it is to like not do certain things, like not act on certain things. While it is really strong and powerful to to do, to exercise and to take action and to do stuff, I would actually say that I think people can be really, really healthy and live really, really long lives uh, more so by the things that they choose not to do <laughs> rather than the things that they choose to do. I mean, it could be argued, but if you just have an, a life where you don't overeat, and you have a life where you don't drink and you have a life where you don't smoke, the likelihood of you getting a lot of the diseases that a lot of people die from is drastically decreased. Now, of course, it would be great if you added in exercise and stuff, uh, but a lot of people that live into like their hundreds, at least right now, I I don't really hear, um, I'm sure maybe some of them have like walk or something, but a lot of times when you see this on TV and you hear these people that live into their hundreds, they don't exercise at all. Mm-hmm. But it's more of the stuff that they pushed off. They pushed off those late nights. They uh, had a life that maybe wasn't crazy stressful. Um, and so it's just, it's an interesting thing. But do not allow what somebody else is doing to throw you off your path. Hopefully it just encourages you like, holy shit, that guy's got huge shoulders or holy shit, that person has, you know, I'd like to have arms like that. That would be cool. Well, hopefully it just encourages you to work harder rather than push you back the other way. Like why? Because you know that maybe your arms can't look as good as that person, but you also know for a fact that your arms could look better than they currently are, regardless of how good your arms look now. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make improvement. Yeah, and one one big thing to think about too here is like understand because we're gonna help you guys figure out how can you plan this because with the New Year's you you can't just say you want to do things you need to set up a plan you need to have some structure so you make sure it actually gets done because if you don't you're gonna end up talking yourself out of doing it on day six okay but the one thing I wanted to, I was gonna say was like whenever I start anything new like when I started jujitsu. Um, I knew in the back of my head that if I do this for long enough, it's going to become habitual and it's not going to be nearly as hard a few years down the road. It's going to be like breathing because working out for me is like brushing my teeth. It's not like it's because I've been doing it for so long. It's become a habit. Fasting, it's like brushing my teeth. All these diet practices, because we've been doing it for so long, it's easy. So you got to realize like with the things that we're going to be talking about, understand that if you do it for long enough, you're not going to stress about it. You're not going to have to think about it. You just need to put in the time and make sure that you have a plan, you have some structure, and you do it continuously so that a few months down the road, you're barely even thinking about it. And now you can start focusing on other things you want to start crushing. You start to change the way that you talk about stuff too. You know, when you are thinking, like you just know that at some point in the day that you're going to work out. Mm -hmm. You know, our schedules are 
probably different than a lot of other people's, but the dialogue that goes on in my head, if I was to miss a day or two of lifting, which is like I work out as much as I can really, but if I was to miss a day or two, what would pop in my head is I have to go to the gym. Now I'm not thinking I have to as like an annoyance or anything that's like stressful. I'm just thinking like I kind of have to because I need it because I know it's going to make me feel really good. Yep. Like I I got to go, you know. And so even this morning and like and yesterday as well, um, as soon as I found out the roads were closed, we we're trying to go to Tahoe and spend New Year's up that way. Uh, there's crazy amount of snow. There's like avalanches going on. It's like the biggest storm in in 20 years or something like that. I mean, it's just shit's crazy up there. So I'm like, well, I get to be home. Mm -hmm. I get to podcast Mm -hmm. uh, and I get to go to the gym. And my son this morning, he's like, he's like, oh, you're going to the gym. And he came to the gym uh, with me as well. My wife came to the gym. We all, you know, we all got some April got a workout in. And rather than like, you know, moping around and worrying about the shit that we can't do, we're focused in on some really cool stuff that we can do. But when you make exercise a part of your life, it will change everything for you because at the very least, every day you're going to say, I need some sort of, forget about like lifting for a second and just think I need some sort of exercise of some kind every day. Mm -hmm. And it might be something as simple as just going on a walk. Yeah. It's it's that easy. Um, that's what I actually got. I got my mom because she she walks and my sister. But there's been some stuff going on. So the easiest thing and the easiest entry point for them right now is just getting walking every day. And when it comes to setting up your New Year's resolutions, I was actually going to ask you if like we can let's try to set up like just like we had that sober October goals. Mm. For you guys, let's see if we can set up some potential New Year's resolution goals that'll help you fall in line and build the habits necessary to get into get into better shape, but also to start learning more and getting into some of the things you've been wanting to do. And I think there are some very easy entry points for all of that, that if you can make habitual, will build upon themselves. Yeah, this is something I think everyone will dig. Um, this is from uh, a long ass time ago. Uh, Bill Phillips wrote a book called Body for Life, and he had this kind of checkoff system that he did. And that's why we have this little calendar display over here. Um, so what he would do is if, if you ate well for the day, mm-hmm. oh, okay, good. John Cena didn't fall. If you <laughs> ate, yeah, I was really worried about that. If you, <laughs> you, you just basically take a calendar and you're just going to actually write on the calendar. And what Bill Phillips did is he would put an X through the calendar and one line would mean that he like trained for the day. He lifted. Broop. Whoops. That's not writing. Of course. Oh. Oh, oh no. no. Okay, I'm gonna get you a good marker. All right. We're good gonna get marker. a different marker. <clears throat> well while he does that, uh did you have any Piedmontese over Christmas? Dude, I'm always eating that Piedmontese. Um <laughs> You know what? I so let's see. Yeah, yesterday my wife was cooking up some Piedmontese and it was a ribeye cap and she's cooking oh. up like two of them. I'm like, oh my god, it's perfect. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. She's like, No, that's for Daisy, our dog. <laughs> Oh, what? And I was what? like, wait, what? I was like, I was like, why are you giving her like the best cut? And like, what, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm eating those. <laughs> and so we hooked Daisy up with some of the New York strip, but I was <laughs> oh my God. like, yeah, and I was like, still really good. No, I know. I was like, Golly. my dog is so picky. <laughs> People in the audience are like, you're feeding your dog New York strips, mm-hmm. right? Not Actually, I'm going to start feeding my dog some of the ground beef. That's a great idea. Oh, it's, oh, Daisy loves it. Ash will love it. 
He'll oh, go yeah. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Me. We have a, uh, it's a, I believe a sirloin roast. Mm. And, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll cook it for, you know, Christmas or whatever, because everyone's mm-hmm. going to be here. And I'm like, ah, so we're going to have tons of food. I was like, maybe I'll save that for just us on New Year's. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to do. Okay. But yeah, so I was a little stingy with it because it's, it's too good. All right, let's get back to this calendar thing, right? Uh, after I can tell people where to get Piedmontese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them. Head over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. At checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your entire order. And if your order is $150 or more, you get free two-day shipping. It's going to go right well in line with what we're talking about right about now. Go for it, Mark. All right. This is a way you can keep tight on your fitness and stay connected to it throughout uh, all of January because I know you guys got some New Year's resolutions. You want to lose some pounds and you want to make some improvements most likely. And so we're going to do an asterisk on every single day is the goal. But we're also aware that it would be really hard for you to do all three every single day. So one line would be a workout. You got a workout done, right? And then another line would be that you ate well for the day according to whatever plan you're following. I'll be doing uh, the carnivore diet because it's January and it's World Carnivore Month. So you can join me on that if you'd like or follow whatever nutrition plan you're currently doing. So now we got an X going on that day and then we need to get our steps in. I would like for people to try to reach 10,000 steps, but I'm also aware for some people that is really, really far. So if you're new and you haven't tracked your steps before, uh, maybe you go to 5,000 steps. But that's how we get an asterisk every day, and we can consider that three points, right? And maybe the next day, maybe you got your food intact, and maybe you got your walk, because lifting every day is not always the greatest thing, mm-hmm. and so on. And when we get down to you know uh, day 31, if you did all of them, if you made it through all of them and you got an asterisk on every single day, I think the math was 93, be 93 points uh, that you would end up getting for the entire month. But I would say that if, if you can rack up uh, you know, 60, 70 points or something, that would, be, that would be great because that would mean that you did at least one or two things every single day uh, okay. for the entire month. I have a question. Can, let's, let's, okay, so right now we have walk. Walk every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have a workout. Was the workout and following, and then and then following your nutrition. That's three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We can get one more. Let's get in because I think we can that, make it more an official asterisk. Because right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks I, like a, like that tempered glass. Yeah, you know, where you're painting something on mm-hmm. it. it. Looks nice. One thing that I know about uh, quite a few people I know is that they don't. Some people. Because of work, et cetera, they don't spend enough time like learning something outside mm-hmm. that they've been wanting to. Yeah, right? some mindfulness of some mm-hmm. sort. So it doesn't need, I'm like, like start on 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. of either reading a book you're interested in, not just a book you think you should read because mm-hmm. it's been suggested, something you're interested in, or listening to an audio book mm-hmm. you're interested in, and just do it for at least 10 yeah. minutes. If you go more, perfect. But if you do 10 minutes, you can add that cross line because that gives you an, an element of development, mm-hmm. mind, self-development every single day. I would say we can also include, like, it could be write. That's exactly what I was going to say. Write, read, or listen mm-hmm to something that's going to help further your education. So even if it's like journaling or something, or you just made a note of like, shit, I want to get to that tomorrow because I want to learn more. Like I do that a lot. Sometimes I'll hear something in passing. Somebody mm-hmm. will mention something like that. For example, uh, 
that uh, person that we just brought up on TikTok. I'm going to text you later and be like, yo, who was that? Josh mm-hmm. Terry. So Good little dude. things like that, the little mindfulness things where now I can learn some more information from that guy. Uh, that's going to help. That's going to help me. So I agree. We'll, uh, we'll add another line in there. Yeah, I'll say that that horizontal line is just, we'll say 10 minutes of working on you, whatever that looks like. It'll right. turn into more guys. Mm-hmm. Like once you start doing it, it'll be like, oh, this is cool. So it'll turn into more, <laughs> but just give yourself that, set the bar low. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. like, what was that book? Ha- by Atomic Habits. Atomic mm-hmm. Habits. Set the bar low. Like just, just do 10 minutes. You can do that. You win. Yeah. James Clear talks about some really, really good stuff. And I have told you guys he's, we're going to get him on the show. So we need to work on that. Yeah. But he has some fantastic stuff all the way to the point where he has a story of a, a guy that would just actually drive himself to the gym. Mm-hmm. And he like day one, he didn't even go in. Yeah. He just like, cause some people, you know, I know it, it might sound silly for some people that have been exercising for a long time, but a lot of people have anxiety over even just being in the gym. Mm-hmm. I know there's people that we're good friends with, um, that that we know really well that are scared to come into super training because of like whatever different reasons. Um, but we're in there a lot. And so we're like, we don't get it. We're all, we're all friends. Like we don't care if somebody's uh, lifting five pound dumbbells or if they're lifting the 50 pound dumbbells doesn't make any difference to us. We're just pumped that people are in there. Yeah. So, you know, the, the habits that you, you start to uh, lean towards any little thing that you do towards them, is a good thing. Another example he talks about in his book is, uh, let's say that you're trying to get yourself in a habit of walking, mm-hmm. put your socks on, put your shoes on and just literally walk a couple feet and you can walk back in your house and be like, I did it for today. Yeah. <laughs> and you can put your hands up over your head and you can celebrate the odds of you only taking a couple steps. So is really low. I would imagine that you, at the very least you would at least, uh, probably walk for just a few minutes, but look, you walk five minutes out and five minutes back, that's a 10 minute walk. Absolutely. Yeah. Michelle and Barbara were just bringing up a solid point, which was sleep. So maybe we can figure out a way to work that in there or just say like, Hey, like that's just an everyday thing. Yeah. We, we know, we, we know we got to sleep. I don't mm-hmm. want to make I our tic-tac-toe board too crazy, but <laughs> that's a great point that they brought up. You, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to get any of this done. You're not going to get any of this done without sleep. You know what? Let's look okay, at. So, the sleep should be a given, mm-hmm. but now let's go into the aspects that we're going to make sleep a given. Like, because some people, they still maybe potentially drink too much before bed, mm-hmm. which we know it's going to affect your, affect your depth of sleep, mm-hmm. right? You're going to wake up feeling groggy. Um, you know, if you don't go to bed on time, like let's say you stay up watching stuff too much, it could give you a little bit of insomnia since you're staring at a screen. Mm-hmm. So your sleep quality isn't good. Let's eating quickly, a large, eating a large meal, eating mm-hmm. a large meal. Let's quickly just go over the things that is going to help your sleep quality from all mm-hmm. the people that we've learned about on the podcast. Cause we've had some yeah. amazing people talk about sleep. We talked a little earlier about instant gratification and I want you to really understand how much of, of a trap your phone is to a lot of the instant gratification. Like there used to be something magical about talking about certain time periods or talking about certain things and not having the information and that's just like us three working it out, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I was watching a show the other day and I was like, wait, was that the time of the civil war or was that the time of this? Or was that?" And, and I was like, and we all got talking about it and it was a lot of fun until somebody looked it up on Google. <laughs> and then it's like, it, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of fucks <laughs> it up. Anyway, my point mm-hmm. is get your phone the fuck out of your room. 
like I, I'm dead serious about it. I think people need to take it. I know there was like people like Liver King that people will watch on on TV or Ben or on Instagram, and there's people like Ben Greenfield, um, and there's some other folks out there touting these things, and and everyone thinks those people are crazy. But it can something. It, that is such a small thing to try to do to work on mm-hmm. that I think can really be transformative. Maybe you know during the day or something you have your phone with you here and there. But like when you're going to bed at night, put your phone in a different room. That practice alone can be really helpful. So trying to put your phone away, um, just have a charger in another room. Just keep it away. You don't. You don't need it. I know that you think you need it. But practice not having it, and you'll recognize that you don't need it. Something I've done in the past, and this might just be this is like an off-topic thing, but mm. if you just if you put your phone away for like a whole day, you'll recognize that you don't really need it. Like yep. nothing mm-hmm. happened when you get back to it. Like there's you didn't really <laughs> you didn't really miss much. Um, the other thing that Nsim is talking about is just you know screens. You know, um, watching, you know, watching TV and different things like that. Like if you can have some sort of break between the time that you're watching some of these things and going to bed, if that's something that for some reason you cannot do, you can't even have 30 minutes between the two, uh, maybe looking at getting those glasses, those red glasses to block out some of the lights from the TV, and the the big meal thing, I think, is a huge one. I, I don't think a protein shake or something like that is uh, probably going to mess with your sleep too much. But just having your stomach really full before you go to sleep can really negatively impact your sleep. Yeah. And we don't want to put too many things on. But like, so we mentioned, you know, limit your screens before bed. Um, maybe you get some blue light blockers. I do notice that those help me feel a little bit sleepier. Um, but another thing is the reason why you're doing a lot of these things is to start to slow your mind down and build a habit of slowing your mind down so that when you get to bed, you're relaxed. If you're on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or whatever, and you're, you're taking something in right before you sleep, well, now your, your, your mind is going, your mind is thinking. Can you figure out something that will, Help you chill out a little bit. Um, maybe, maybe it's reading something. Maybe it's listening to a nice book. Maybe it's talking with whoever you're with, with your partner or whatever. Maybe it's having sex with your partner because that usually helps put you to sleep pretty well. Um, but can you do something that's less stimulating? Reading is really hard. Like you fall asleep. Like you start reading. Like <laughs> you're like three sentences in. You didn't get anywhere, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, your eyes get all heavy. <laughs> yeah, man. Like no, no, seriously. And it's like, yeah, you you still want to read, but. That's going to be something that starts slowing you down, and it's a practice that will help you to be able to get ready to fall asleep. But if you're watching some super engaging Netflix show like The Witcher or something else, whatever it is, right, that's like, oh, God, what happens in the next episode? First off, you're going to, you're going to watch the next episode. Um, but secondly, you're, you're not going to be able to wind down well mm-hmm. and actually get ready for bed and have quality sleep. It's going to make a difference. I got a really good one and a simple one, Ooh. a shower. Man, just get in a shower. Mm-hmm. I feel so good. Yeah. And you just feel super clean when you go to bed. It, it feels amazing. You, you you know, if someone takes a shower like earlier in the day or something like that, or mm-hmm. you normally take them in the morning because you like them to wake you up, That that's all great. But a lot of times a shower will be super uh, soothing. So give that a shot or maybe a bath. Maybe a bath. And also, I mean... The mattress you sleep on is a big deal, all right? So we mean that's why we all have eight sleep mattresses here because the mattress is pretty cool. I was telling people about this thing. <laughs> at the Christmas party thing? Yeah, at, at, at our Let's Christmas Eve party. And everyone was so, like, amazed by it. Yeah. 
And then I was like, well, let's go check it out. So I showed them uh, the bed. Let's all get snuggled yeah, up. Yeah. And they're like touching it. And they're, and then like some people run cold, some people run hot. And they were like, they all had these concerns. And like every concern that they had, I was able to just to like mitigate them all because they're like, well, this feels too cold. And I'm like, well, feel the other side. And the other side feels warmer. And they're like, oh, they're two different temperatures. <laughs> it was like we were shooting a commercial. And they were all amazed. They were like, wait, what's well, they're like, They were just so baffled. I don't think they ever heard of it before. You could just see the uh, the letters, the text on the bottom of the screen. These are paid actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was super, uh, super excited about it. it it's amazing. It, it's um. It just seems silly, you know, when we talk about it and, and people have never experienced it or never tried it out for themselves, mm-hmm. it makes sense that people are like, oh, come on, like, what is this thing? What is this thing people are trying to sell me on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, I mean, everyone does already know the temperature in your room is a critical, critical thing uh, to you getting the proper the proper sleep. So things are awesome. We love them. Yeah. And you guys, you should definitely check that out. Like we've all been sleeping on the, well, Andrew and I have been on the mattresses in the cover. Mark has a really, really nice mattress. So he has the technology of the cover and he just puts that on top of his mattress, mm-hmm. which is why eight sleep is so dope. Because if you already have a mattress that you like at home, but you want to control the temperature like we're talking about, which is a big deal, you can just buy the Pod Pro cover and put that over your current mattress. And you guys use it to to track your sleep even, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's the app. You can use it to track your sleep, change your temperature. It'll let you know if you had a bad... It'll let you know your heart rate when you were sleeping. So you... like, And it'll also... It's it's fucking it's like a it's that's why they call it the tussle of beds because it will change the temperature changes through the night depending on the way you sleep mm-hmm. so it'll track your heart rate and all that and it'll be like, okay well it should be at least at this temperature at four a.m. Mm-hmm. and at this temperature at six a.m. as you're waking mm-hmm. it's crazy that's awesome so yeah and my favorite thing like I keep saying is like the silent alarm basically so the bed starts vibrating around my head so it doesn't wake up my baby that's actually sleeping next to us Mm -hmm. so like that's it wakes me up but it doesn't wake anybody else up so that's freaking huge Um, and the awesome thing is you guys can get all of this technology for $150 off head over to 8sleep.com slash power project that's 8 spelled out so E-I-E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash power project no code needed you guys will see the banner across the top saying that you're going to receive $150 off the Pod Pro cover or the Pod Pro plus the mattress. Uh, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. You know, for some people that want to start to wake up earlier and for some people that want to maybe go to sleep earlier, um, don't try to wake up early and don't try to go to bed early, but just do earlier, you know? So like if you normally wake up at like eight o'clock and you just think it's a good idea for you to start waking up a little earlier because you want more time uh, during the day. Just try 30 minutes. Try, try 30 minutes or an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. An hour earlier is like a, it's a huge deal. So don't think that you need to wake up at 5 or wake up at 4. Mm-hmm. Um, just try a little earlier. And then same thing with going to bed. Like I think like when you're kind of sitting there thinking like, should I watch more TV or should I go to bed? That's a great cue the bed it should be the should be the uh, preference because if you want to get all these things intact with your fitness and you want to make sure that you're on top of eating well you want to make sure that you're on top of sleep and make sure that you're getting your walks in and getting your lifts in and all these things again none of them are going to happen your motivation is going to be defeated every single day because you're going to be tired and when you're tired fatigue makes cowards of us all and it's going to be that much harder 
It's going to just feel like you did everything that you normally do, mm-hmm. but you did it with a 40 pound weight vest on all day. So in order to avoid that, you know, get that, get your sleep intact and, and make sure that you're paying attention to some of these things we're talking about here today. And one other thing I'm going to add to the sleep list is, um, I just actually emailed it to you, Andrew. We have Patrick McHugh on the podcast. We have mm-hmm. had a lot of people on the podcast that's talked about mouth tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Nestor yep. also talked about mouth tape. Okay. Um, if you're someone who snores and you don't have sleep apnea, but you snore in your sleep, I am a snorer. Uh, mouth tape is going to help you start breathing through your nose when you're asleep. Anecdotally, what I've noticed is as I use, whenever I use mouth tape before I go to bed, and I'm, I do my best to remember every night not to fall asleep too quick, but when I put that mouth tape on, I always wake up a little bit earlier and I always wake up feeling way more well rested. And even my eight sleep mattress tells me, are you well more well rested tonight? Because your heart rate is lower when you are asleep. That is the tape I use. I use 3M Microport tape and I put two strips so it doesn't like get stuck mm. on my mustache. I don't do just one strip around the mouth. Mm-hmm. I do a strip right here and a strip right here above that tape. Doesn't come off, doesn't fly off my mouth when I'm in bed. But mouth tape will help you breathe through your nose when you're asleep. And we know that you should be breathing through your nose. You shouldn't be breathing through your mouth. So you, you will wake up better and you'll have more quality sleep. You put some damn mouth tape on your damn mouth. You know, it's, it's freaking amazing. So over Christmas, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll tell my dad certain things like, no, you can't eat the whole egg. You should be eating steak. And he's, bah, you know, like, no way. Uh-huh. He comes to me and he's just like, hey, so I've been reading a lot about nasal breathing. And I'm like, what? Like, where did you? <laughs> Let's go, Papa I know. Zaragoza. I'm like, where do you even get this? I mean, he, like, all he ever reads is Reader's Digest. Like, still, he's that old. Um and he's just like, yeah, there's so many benefits. Like, and you're talking about like, you know, you don't need braces and all these other things. And I'm like, I've been learning this shit for the past like four years. <laughs> and I'm like, but I was just like, what? And then, yeah. so, you know, I didn't get a chance to tell him about mouth tape. He would have thought that was really weird, but he was just like, yeah. So I just thought about it. So I've been breathing through my nose. When I go to sleep, I, I close my mouth and I wake up feeling a little bit more rested. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's dope. Dude. I know. It's just, it's. But we're also ahead of the game because we've been talking about this shit for four years <laughs> yeah, now. Dude. But what's cool, so yep. this is a 12-pack of 10, 10 yards each for mm. only 10 bucks. Well, not even 10 bucks, nine twenty-eight. Yeah. That's super cheap. To You're not going to run. I still have, I bought that like earlier this, I'm buying this year shit right and now. I haven't run out. I still have a few rolls left. So right you guys don't need to spend a crazy amount of money to use for some fucking tape. There's also this brand Somnifix. They have it specifically for that, but... I use micropore tape because it's it works. Yeah, it's simple. You know, another simple thing you can do if you're having a hard time sleeping is just is breathe. You know, you can try some box breathing or try you know some type of breathing that will relax you. Um, maybe a little bit of meditation, like maybe for yourself. Maybe maybe you ha- feel stressed from the day, and maybe you need to like. I know David Goggins is a big proponent. I think you're a proponent of as well. Some stretching before you go to bed. Yep. But it's like, if you think about it, it's like, what does the stretching actually do? Well, maybe it gets you away from your phone for a little bit. Maybe while you're stretching, you're listening to some like kind of relaxing music. You're just in your own head. You get an opportunity to kind of think about the day. Maybe think of some of the things that happened during the day that were cool, that you're grateful for. Maybe you think about tomorrow, some things that you're kind of uh, excited about and stuff like that. But it gives you a nice break. But I noticed for myself uh, just breathing, just just laying on my back and just uh, doing some box breathing four seconds in with a little bit of a hold, four seconds on the way out. I find that if I do that like four or five times, I'm like like almost already asleep. Mm-hmm. Like that's how good that's how good it can work for you. So 
some of those things. And then also keeping the room really dark, you know? So I, I usually, a lot of times I'll put, um, it's just so dark out right now. I don't need to do this, but a lot of times I just wear an eye mask. Dude. So I've been using my eye mask, um, quite a few nights. I usually try not to forget, but what I do since my, my head's bald, and my room's pretty cold. I have a beanie I put on. Mm-hmm. I have my mouth tape. Mm-hmm. Then I have my eye mask. Dude, that's super comfortable. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Bro, yeah. I'm so out. You're just like dead. I'm KO'd. You know what I mean? And if you don't have those blackout, because I know you have blackout blinds, right? I do, yeah. I don't have blackout blinds. Your eye mask is a cheaper alternative. And it's just, you're out, dude. And people don't understand, like, the light, it makes a huge difference. Like, mm-hmm. there's been studies that have been done where even the light, uh, not even shining and not bothering like your eyes, even if the light is like on your skin at all, it's not like it's going to keep you awake. It's not like you're going to be like, I can't sleep because like, there's there's some tiny bit of light hitting you. It all has a little bit of an impact. Yeah. And so you want to try to mitigate that as much as possible. So you got the covers on, you got your eye mask on, you just, whatever you got to do to get the highest quality sleep, uh, you know, get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys will wake up so much better. And then, like, I think, what were their names? Michelle and Barbara? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that will get you ready for the day of shit that we're having you do. I think uh, January, was it the 7th? Is that when we're having Sean Baker and uh, Stan Efforting? Oh, Uh, up. Eighth, maybe. Let me double check the the calendar. The eighth sounds right. Yeah, eighth sounds about right. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, it's World Carnivore Month is... uh, is upon us once again. And every time it comes up, I'm like, how am I going to do it? You know, am I going to, you know, uh, how limited am I going to make it? But well, this time around, I just decided I'm going to primarily eat meat, but I was going to keep a small amount of vegetables in there just because last time I went all meat, I ended up on the toilet pretty good. So (laughs) I'm going to see if I can avoid that just with maybe a little bit of spinach or peppers or something like that. And uh, I, I luckily I get to lean on those vertical meals because, the, you know, they have one in particular that has bison and uh, red peppers and um, and some spinach in it. So that that'll be uh, super convenient. But you know, I think you know Sean Baker. He started this years and years ago, mm-hmm. and people every year. Um, some people join in. Some people have some great results. So I, I just think it's a good way to get exposed to a particular diet, a good way to get, uh, even if you just try it and you handle it for a couple of days in a row, I think it's a a good way to just kind of learn how your body's reacting to a particular diet. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I'm not going to really change the way I eat that much in January either because it is primarily protein and meat. Um, But I'll go a little bit deeper on the less carbs. I'll do that. Yeah. Because I'm fairly low carb as is. But I'll just go lower carb so I can be in it with, with everybody. We'll yeah. have fun mm-hmm. with that. There is, oh, you want Vertical Meals? Want to tell people how to get that, actually? Oh, yeah. So verticaldiet.com. Um, you guys got to head over there. And the links will be down in the description below. As I remember, our promo code, it's code POWERPROJECT. You guys will receive uh, free shipping. And if you order 16 meals or more, you get f- two additional meals for free. And you get Stan's Cooler, that uh, pretty cool little thing that you can stack more vertical diet meals in there, including water and whatnot. But yeah, uh, again, verticaldiet.com. And like I said, promo code Power Project for free shipping. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. This is one thing I wanted to mention just because like we have these things that you want to do, right? So we're going to be walking every day. We're going to be you know, walking is one of your asterisks mm-hmm. or lines. Yep. Working out is yep. one of your lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, being on your nutrition 
is one of your yep. lines. And then um, the fourth line was... Writing, reading, learning. Work, working on yourself. Something. Working on yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like 10 minutes a day, mm-hmm. writing, reading, whatever. Not to add another line in, but something that I think is going to help you guys to be able to stick with these things is having something that will allow you to write things out and then maybe reflect upon how you did. Okay, that's why Mm -hmm. using a journal has been so helpful for me over the years um, because there's a lot of shit that goes on up here and writing it out helps me a lot, Um, not just with work, but with like emotion stuff, whatever I help writes it out. But I also am able to like, I write out all the tasks I have by the end of the day, I figure out, okay, was I able to get all this stuff done? This still needs to get done. I pass it on to the next day. That helps me out. There's some people that use apps for this. There's some people that use, I like using a hard thing, but figure out a system that will allow you to declutter your mind, put things down and try to build that habit each day because, uh, I mean, some people work on rough, like hard schedules, et cetera, so that helps. But you need to figure out a way to make a plan for yourself so that you make sure to get things done. If you keep everything up here, there have been times where I've, you know, a few days later, I'm like, oh, shit, I was supposed to get that done right. oh, because yeah. I didn't write it down and get it out of my mind. I just forgot about it. That will help you guys out a lot. I like what you're saying there because if you don't have, like, peace of mind, like if you're not – if you're not like on task with some of the things that you need to do and you're forgetting stuff and or uh, let's just say you have some anxiety or you're super upset about a particular, if you write about these things, I know it again, for some people, like it sounds silly, but we need to get past that stuff. We need to get past, you know, us talking about a penis pump as being silly because it could be something that could really help people. And hey, we say some, <laughs> we say certain words or certain things, and uh, you know, people just aren't used to talking about uh-huh. it. So it is, it can be uncomfortable, but these are all things that can be really helpful. And if you're super upset about a particular situation, you write it out. Yeah, you go back and read it like a day or two later, and you might still feel kind of similar. But a week goes by, mm. two weeks go by. What about when a couple of years have passed, right? And then you're like, wow, that was ridiculous. I can't believe I thought about that person that way. Mm. I can't believe that it upset me that much. Like that person's just not even, uh, they're not even in my life anymore. Mm. My wife, uh, when she was a kid, she had a diary and she wrote down one time in her, in her diary, um, she wrote, uh, today it's quite obvious that my mom cares about doing the laundry a lot more than she cares about me because she went to like ask her a question and she was like, I'm doing a laundry, go away or something. You know? <laughs> She's just like getting frustrated with it because she, Sherry had four, four children and had them, you know, uh, by themselves for a while because uh-huh. her husband unfortunately died. Um, and so, you know, and I always tease Andy about that, but it's like, yeah, in that moment, like that was devastating probably to be mm-hmm. like, mom, Hey, look, Hey mom, Hey mom, you know, check this out. Or I got yeah. a question or whatever. It's like, kid, I can go away. I'm doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It, so in seeing about how, how do you keep track of these thoughts when you're well, not necessarily journaling, but you're writing down all the shit that's in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so we share a room here at ST mm-hmm. and I'll walk mm-hmm. in there and be like, what the fuck? Tornado ran in here. And it's like, oh, it's just in SEMA. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking shit a little bit, but it's because we're still in the process of moving all yeah, our stuff in. Yeah, so yeah. no big deal. But I will find some notes or something that I wrote down and be like, oh, fuck, I got to reach out to that guest. But that was like two months ago. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, I, I will m- attempt it 
And then I will never look at that page again ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And so how the, like, how do you keep track of the things that you're keeping track? Like, you know what I mean? Like I could write stuff down all day long, but that doesn't mean I'm ever going to get back to it. Yeah. So keeping it simple right now, because there's a little bit more I do, but if I'm, I write down shit every morning and then every evening. So every day I I have like a bullet for like the tasks that I'm trying to do, the tasks I need to do today. I have another thing for the the events that might be going on that day of their podcast or whatever. And then there's another section that I have for my actual thoughts outside of all of that, meaning things that are going on with myself, emotions, blah, 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 people, just thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I organize that each day. So I'll have all my tasks set up. I'll have all my events set up and I'll have all my thoughts set up. At the end of the day, I'll figure out, okay, which tasks did I not finish? Do I, can I finish that? Okay, I'll move it on to the next day. Mm-hmm. When the month ends, I'll look at the tasks that haven't been done. I'll be like, are they even worth it for me to fucking do this? And if not, I'm just going to put that away mm-hmm. for something. And if it's something I need to pass on to the next month, or maybe I'm going to do that two months down the road, that's how that's going to be set up. But it's I've built a habit where now it's an everyday morning, evening thing. Whereas it didn't, it, it wasn't that way for some time, and it was a little bit harder. But that's the thing. It's like now it's breathing. You know what I mean? Because if, initially it's very fucking frustrating to start doing that every day. But when it becomes habit and it's just part of what you do, executing on that becomes a lot easier. And then keeping track of your tasks and getting all this out of your head mm-hmm. makes it very easy. And then what about something like, okay, Monday today you have, we'll just say item one, a couple mm-hmm. other items. Get to tomorrow, it's like, oh, fuck, I got to do that item one again like I, I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday yeah you write it down to do it today you just keep doing that until you get it done yeah, you, well yeah because like ideally i write down the task i'm trying to do that day mm-hmm. right and if i met because you don't always get all your tasks done you pass it on to the next day and you get it done mm-hmm. so that's it roll over minutes literally, yeah literally because because <laughs> you, you'll have all these things you got to do right mm-hmm. but if you can't do them all that day what are you supposed to do quit <laughs> yeah no, no, you do it I, the next day i just yeah because like i will look at some shit and be like fuck i still need to do that and then but do you look at it my, every single day no but my that's the thing my yeah, I, I was i'm it's not like a, a thing to joke about but like i do feel like i've given myself add with like all the fucking different like things coming into my head at once and like i'm pretty good at remembering most of the important shit but like i will forget and then i'll like i said like fuck i gotta do that thing and like you know what? i don't want to write it down i'm just gonna go do it mm-hmm. and then i go into i don't go do it or whatever you know it's just hard for me to keep track of all these thoughts and then go back and look at what these thoughts were you just, so have, I just to, have to do yeah. it every well shit twice a day I, well because like uh, Okay, not everyone has to do it twice a day, but at the end of the day, it'll give me an idea of what I was actually able to finish. You know, like what was I out of all these things that I did? And I will cross out the stuff that I did. Mm. What did I manage and what did I not do? Okay, maybe I'll just do this tomorrow. Or if I know I'm not going to do it tomorrow, I'm going to save it for another day. But it is, I, not everyone, but for me, it is necessary because there's so many things from different aspects of like life and what I do Mm. that I kind of have to take a look at it just twice a day to make sure it's actually getting done. Cause if I don't, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing about a journal is like a lot of people don't ever really look back at them either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good idea to like look back maybe a few weeks, like maybe you had an idea, you know, and maybe the idea was like pretty cool and you just, mm-hmm. I don't know, life happened and other things got in the way and you just never had an opportunity to like to do any of that stuff. But when it comes to like what we're talking about, you know, here today and, and trying to mark off all these things on our calendar. Um, 
usually a good sign, a good cue to get you to do the thing that you're supposed to do when you normally don't want to do it, which is the separator between people that are great at executing things and, and people that aren't. I mean, life is that simple. People are doing shit that they know that is in their best interest, but they're doing it when they normally don't want to do it. Like they have to, there's like a little bit of a push, mm. a little bit of a shove. And maybe, maybe it's not so much that they don't want to do it, but maybe it's more like they'd rather do something else. Cause all of us are a little bit lazy. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather just sit on the couch, eat some peanut butter cups. Mm. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a blast. Oh, we had, sound like a blast. We had the homemade peanut butter balls on Christmas. Oh, damn. Did you save any? I have some left over. <gasps> you here? Not one. I would have already presented them. <laughs> uh, don't, don't. What the fuck are you doing then? Like, why are you even talking about this if you don't have any peanut butter cups? To because give it's like <laughs> talking with us. I have like solid, just bricks of gold in my fridge, and I just like do I if I if I eat them all, like it's not good. It's not good for your diet. Bring it here. But if I bring it here, it's not you know not no. the best thing for my happiness because then I won't have them all. But I know I want to bring them in because I can't have them in the house. Well, aren't you trying to be shredded? Well, Bring them I'm here. To maintain about 188 right now, having a hard Those time. Those peanut butter cups, they're not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, they are. The peanut they butter could. cups aren't going to help you. They're going to make you gain fat. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Bring them into the office. Let daddy have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are fucking amazing. They're so good. Yeah. I don't even want it. Yep. Fuck it. I, I don't know why I thought of Insimo about this. Oh, um, I was Uh-oh. making I was making French toast, uh-huh. and the way I make them, like I put the I put all the eggs in a shaker cup with the protein and, and vanilla and everything, and I shake it that way <laughs> instead of you know whisking it because it just it's, I have a process. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> if I if I put the egg in whole, it it sometimes it gets clumped up where like you know protein powder goes on like the the top of the the shaker mm-hmm. cup and yeah. it's like cement. Like I don't oh, know yeah. how the fuck that happens. If you break the egg yolk, it happens a lot less because it's more liquefied. Mm. I don't know why I thought of Enzyme about this, but I actually, I had the yolk in half of the shell and I poked it with my finger and it felt so awkward. And I was like, Enzyme would probably get such a kick out of <laughs> popping this yolk's cherry. <laughs> like, this is so weird. I got to tell him. <laughs> I forgot until right now. I don't know uh, if you guys have ever done that. It's fucking weird. I'm going to try it. You should do it. It's weird. Because you, you feel it resisting and all of a sudden it's just like. And, then and it just oozes it's everywhere. It's just oozing everywhere. I love how you knew I'd love it because I do I love it, man. I would fucking do that when I cook tonight. I do that every day. <laughs> I love doing that for the egg yolk. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, oh. it's an experience. Everybody Man. listening should try it. Man. Anyway, I was about to say something useful. Sorry. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Uh, no, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. So whenever the, whenever the self-doubt pops in or whenever that thing pops in that, that gives you friction, that's a good sign, a good cue to go and do what you set out to do. Mm. I've mentioned this before, like when you come off of work and you're heading home and you go to sit down and you go to like, you relax and you're just like, oh. before that, hits before you like actually sat down and like really chilled you should probably go hit up your 10 minute walk it's probably a good cue or you should um maybe just just think about like all right what's my dinner gonna be it's gonna it's supposed to be something healthy i'm supposed to stay on track with this mm-hmm. and the second that, that that it comes in to where you're like maybe i should just order pizza like fight that shit 
fight it back, knock it back. And every time you knock it back, it's just you putting up more points on the scoreboard. The more that you do it, the more often that you do it, the better you're going to feel about yourself, the more confident you're going to be every single day. And the easier everything will become. It's just going to take some time. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you use like a five minute journal or anything like that? Or are you just composition book? Yeah, no, I have um just a, uh, what's it called? Moleskin. Moleskin. Yeah, Moleskin journal. It has just lines. And then there's this other one. Um, it's a bullet journal. Mm. So they, it has just dots, but mm-hmm. it makes it easy to. Just mm. keeps you organized. Yeah, it makes bit. it easy to do that shit. Um, it's kind of fun. I think it, it's kind actually, of fun. It's really fun. I, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's, once you do it, like once you do that and like shit comes <clears> out and you're like, oh wow, I feel so much better. You're going to be like, I want to do it. Yeah, but the, well, hopefully I, I sound a little bit more masculine than that. Why? Because <laughs> it sounds funny. <laughs> but the fucked up thing is like, I love writing. Like that's my shit. I like to do that. Yeah. And that's one of, that's my line right there is like, I need to write every day for 10 minutes because I enjoy it. And if I can get my thoughts out, uh-huh. I know that's just going to help me sleep better. It's going to help me rest better. It's going to help everything. It's going to help the, you know, mild attention deficit disorder that I've been like diagnosing myself with um, because I'll just have more room. Mm-hmm. I'll have, have more bandwidth. I'm going to do my best to try to take some uh, screen captures and some pictures of as much of this shit as possible, doing the 10-minute walks, mm. getting into lifting, doing the journaling, um, and obviously eating eating the right way uh, as much as I can. So hopefully other people do it as well, and uh, hopefully people, people follow along. We get this calendar thing going, and um, we recognize that you're not going to be able to get you know all four – of the lines every single time. You're not going to be able to make an asterisk every single time. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. But do the best that you can to see if you can rifle through all 31 days. I I did some math for y'all, and it would be uh, 124 would be that thing go. It already disappeared. Oh, yeah. 124 is the maximum amount of points you can get if you're considering each line a point. And then 93 points would be if you did... If you got three stripes every single day and then two stripes every single day, it'd be 62. So mm. just get after it and do the best fucking job that you can. Yeah. And working out each day was one part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't make the workout a monumental task. <laughs> Don't make the workout an hour, a 90-minute workout. Some days, because you're going to be a little bit fatigued, it could be a, like a little short workout that you do at home. Mm-hmm. It could be some movement that you do at home. Don't make this something crazy because you want to try to, yeah. yeah. Like I do some shit at home that's like 20 minutes, 10 mm-hmm. minutes. You could have a hip circle, maybe a slingshot push-up, mm-hmm. and do something back and forth. You can do all of this every single day. It's not that big of a deal. So do not make anything monumental. <clears throat> I push off stuff to the next day all the time. I mean, you were saying doing that in your day-to-day life, but I do it with lifting. Like I'll, I'll lift and I'll be getting in a pretty good like bicep workout or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then I'm like, I should probably do like triceps or do something in between. Sometimes I don't feel like it or sometimes I don't feel like I have the time for it. And I'm like, I'll just do it tomorrow and push it back. And then that's what helps me to be able to work out every single day. Exactly. Want to take us on out of here, Andrew? Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. Did you make it? Oh, that was close. Kind of a line drive. It was a sh- yeah. I thought it was online though. Um, and thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out on the live chat. You guys going back and forth today was awesome. Thank you, everybody that liked 
uh, today's video. Sincerely appreciate that as well. Uh, please follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Sima. Where are you at? At Sima Inyo on Instagram and YouTube at Sima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. We should make Jesus and Cena ride the sword. Oh, whoa. Like, whoa. oh, will Jesus be able to ride the sword? He could walk on it. Like he walks right? on water. Mm. Mm. Cena was riding it earlier and then he got knocked off his horse. He was oh. riding it earlier. Dude, Mark, I want to I want to know if you're going to reach this level, which you probably you could easily if you wanted to. But my homie was telling me that he uh, met some, he, one of his friends is, lives in Redondo Beach. It's oh. extremely wealthy, right? Has a house out there. Oh. And he goes into this man's fucking mansion and um my like he wanted to take a picture but he's like oh no i can't do that but he was like okay you know let's take a picture of all this here and the man's like oh don't worry uh, i got something oh shit. he goes to the wall types in a code out flies a drone and they oh, just stand nice. there and the drone comes out takes a picture and flies back into the insert in the wall <laughs> just, that's dope let's get that shit here <laughs> it's like what that is so what cool. is this wealth <laughs> Okay, if that you exclude awesome. like if you exclude like the wall moving and shit yeah. and like the pin pad code, we could get that here. I know, but it was just like what? <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. I think the big flex was like everything in that house was like so futuristic. Mm. It's not like it was because you like you've seen some like wealthy homes and your house is like it's like it's new and modern, but his house was modern and it was like modern like Tony future. Stark type like tech. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just That's like cool. What? <laughs> Um, when I went to Ron Penna's house, he showed us like, he's like, oh, this is this room, that room. Keep in mind, he lives on the same street as LeBron James. <laughs> so it's the nicest house I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Uh, he had a gym that was built into the side of this like cliff. Um, and it's like, it's cool. underneath like where he has like a pool there. Like I have no idea how, uh, how they did any of this, but he show, shows me the massage room and he's like, check this out and he like pushes on the wall and the wall like slides back like something out of a movie and then we go down into it like a like a dungeon and it has all this batman stuff because i think that ron actually believes that he's batman <laughs> <laughs> he might actually he be might be yeah i don't know he might be bruce wayne right um it was just sick and like the the all the stuff that was like in the hallway of like when you're going downstairs mm -hmm. it was all stuff that was like put together by like a movie studio so it was like, it wasn't like just like a picture of Batman on the wall or some shit. It was like, like real art with like features that the actual Batcave has. It was nuts. And we kept going down these stairs and then he's like, oh, here's this gym. And it's like 5,000 square feet. And he's like, and I'm like, oh, there's like, I was like, this is pretty sick. I was like, but you don't really have any like machines or like squat rack or whatever. And he's like, oh, that's just where my wife works out. He's like, I work out over here. And then we go to like where he, where he works out and we walk through like this movie theater, like a legit movie theater. And then we walk into like his, his side of the gym, which has like all the stuff that we have here at super training. Oh much. my God. It was nutty. I was just like, what in the hell? That's so sick. Dude, I'm so fascinated by that guy, especially when he's saying, I, I hate working out, but oh. I hate what not working out feels like. More. You're right. Yeah. That's key. Like he hates going to bed, but he doesn't want to be tired. So he just goes to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sacrifices you make. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Catch you guys later. Bye.